and welcome to Bits and Pieces episode 79. Unfortunately, it's me, Vimesy at the helm, because uh, John couldn't be bothered, really. Uh, it's me and Clarky. Hello. And Yoda. Hi. So, red, blue corner, whatever. It's going to be like Rocky versus, I don't know, Hulk Hogan at this rate. Um, you, just, you just jumped right in there with that introduction, didn't you? Oh, no, I did. I, just, I, just, the, 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 I was inspired. There must have been a muse in the room. Um, either way. Right. A uh, fun-packed full show tonight. And we're going to dive straight in with the newbie. So, Yoda, do you want to hit us up with what you've been up to? Um, well, I downloaded Goddess. Okay, and then um, uninstalled it and moved on. No, <laughs> do you know, I'm quite enjoying it. I've spent about an hour playing it this afternoon when I got home from work. Um, I don't know why. Okay, my understanding of Goddess, and this is obviously going to be wrong because A, it's me and understanding doesn't necessarily go in the same sentence is that you click on lots of things and that you are basically a rolling pin that flattens ground for things to build things on that you then click on i've not seen a rolling pin at all don't you have to level ground so they can build things or something you do that just by clicking uh, oh no rolling then no no rolling pin so you're a clicky pin very much so. I have had um, a vodka tonight, in case anybody's wondering. I did it in uh, Woolster's honour. Thank you very much, sir. He's going to thank you for that one in the morning. He will. So, what's it like? Is it any good? I'm enjoying it. I don't know why. I keep getting drawn back to it. I closed it down to um, to play another game before. And that lasted about 30 seconds, and I just got drawn straight back to Goddess. I'm trying to find the point to it. There is cards. Um, oh, God, here we go. Everybody likes collecting cards. Oh, God. What do you collect cards for? It just gives you what um, your different powers and the different evolutions that you can do for your little towns. So you need to unlock the cards to expand. No, I'm confused. So what, what do the cards say? Are they buffs? Are they power-ups? Are they uh, what, what are they? They're just unlocks. So it will unlock the, the next house, or it will give you um, a power to create a volcano. Okay. Do, do they, do they, are, they, are they expendable, or are they just kind of like, congratulations, you've unlocked... I, know, I haven't unlocked um, any powers yet, but I have unlocked the power... The, like, next one for the house so isn't is this another this is another paid alpha stroke early access thing isn't it it is it was on sale at the weekend and that is the only reason i bought it it was mm. uh seven seven pound 49 which incidentally you could probably get black and white and black and white too for that price it does have a point there hmm. okay so you're you're enjoying it but you're not quite sure why very true yeah which yeah. is a little bit unnerving well it kind of seems to be the um the current realm of thinking as far as peter molyneux games goes because people are saying the same thing about curiosity clicking away going i'm enjoying it i'm not quite sure why and then obviously curiosity was taken up by cookie clicker uh which has taken up the mantle and moved on so i'm guessing that goddess is it is it, is it still a click fest because I, I mean i was listening to this on um kevin Stephen bouncy and anna's show and it was this is way back when about to happen. He just said it's effectively a click fest. Is it still that, or is there more to it than clicking? No, it is just a click fest at the moment, anyway. Okay. Whether they're going to change that during the alpha, I'm not sure at all. Cool. 
So, uh, anything else you want to mention about it? Because it sounds to me it's just clicky, clicky, clicky. It is very clicky. I'm going to get slated for being really dismissive of this game now. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's past Peter Molyneux, isn't it? Oh, no, I like Peter Molyneux. Well, no, that's not true. Um, I liked Fable. I like Fable. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure Peter Molyneux is... Um, I think he's a good PR person. I'm not quite sure. It does his name on a box doesn't sell me a game, put it that way. Um, but there we go. So Well we'll see. Next one on your list. Is a Peter Molyneux inspired game. Uh, War for a very the Molyneux fanboy here. <laughs> War for the Overworld. Which is basically the new dungeon keeper. Okay. Now I told you to buy this. You did. And you went and bought Goddess as well. I did. I couldn't decide between the two, and they both ended up in the basket. Fair enough. We, so, have you had a chance to play War for the Overworld yet? I have. Um, I played that before Goddess, because I'm a big fan of the Dungeon Keeper series. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is Dungeon Keeper 3, all intents and purposes. They've got the similar uh, voice right. that they had in Dungeon Keeper 2 to give it that, that same feel. They also... They've changed the minions' names, but it feels very, very dungeon keepery. Um, so much so that I just really, really enjoyed it straight away. It took me back to the the years ago playing Dungeon Keeper Two, mm-hmm. and wishing I could get Dungeon Keeper Two installed and working on my laptop. If I had that, I don't know whether I would have bought this. So have they, have they evolved it, or is it is it essentially just a kind of modern copy? It looks like a mod- modern copy. Again, it's um, another paid alpha, so they is developing all the time. I think they only they released a new um, new patch for it this week. After I'd bought it, of course, and played it the once, I, I've still got to get to grips with it. I like what I see so far. It can only get better. It's very, it's very much like the old Dungeon Keepers. Oh, so you're happy with it then? I am very happy, and that was a good choice by yourself. Cool. I like hearing that. I'm right. Don't massage his ego. <laughs> Why not? Now, this one, you and Clarky have both fallen into the trap of playing. I reckon it's more style over substance. So um, why don't you two take it away on the Don't Starve train? Did you I get? Got... Is this PC or is this PS4 you've been playing? Uh, well, PS4, because it's free, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> uh, I, I, don't, I don't get this game. I, uh, I booted it up after... Uh, we were playing Battlefield one night last week. I don't think you were involved in that one, Barmsy. No, I know. I probably wanted to yeah. let you win something for a change. Well, we did actually quite well without uh, you know you weighing us down. Yeah, I saw you tweeted out a picture of you being top of the leaderboard. Yeah, hey. that doesn't happen <laughs> much when you're playing with me, does it? <laughs> Just saying. Well, fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 this is this weird survival yeah. game where the the art style makes it look like a mad giant German scientist or something ridiculous. I, I believe so. I uh, I turned this on after after playing Battlefield, as I say. Uh, I started streaming it as well because I didn't have a fucking clue what to do. Um, within a few minutes, I had one viewer who turned out to be Postman Gav, um, and I was basically just I was basically just screaming down the microphone for him to find out what to do in the game because I didn't have a clue. Was but he helpful? He 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 copies and pastes like a good one. <laughs> excellent 
No, I, and that was about it. I mean, it, it looked good, but I haven't had time to go back to it, and I, I'm not sure it's something I'm going to be putting a lot of time in. Okay, to. fair enough. Yoda? I've played about six or seven playthroughs until my character dies. Um, I've unlocked a couple of new characters. Oh, there are more characters, are there? There are. There's just not just them. There's um, a little fire starter girl who, when she gets scared, just um, lights up the floor. So you get lots of burn. If you're in the middle of a woods, it doesn't go down too well because everything burns completely. So you can't get any of the resources you need. It's a nice sandbox game. I played um, Doodle God on my phone. And it's got the same premise of that. You need to keep unlocking. You need to keep getting the resources. You need to keep finding food. And I only found out yesterday that flowers heal you when you've been injured. Oh. For some for some reason. And it's a really enjoyable game. The more you play it, I think the more you understand it. If you find the... It's like um, a sacrifice table mm. and fix that. When you die, um, you get respawned back oh. to there. So you can carry on. I think I've lasted 11 days so far. That sounds quite impressive. For people who've been tweeting out and stuff, about five days is... As far as most people seem to have got so far. It does get very difficult because you start getting attacked by wild dogs or the the nightmare creatures come and attack you. Or you just purely run out of food because you've not been able to find any when you've been uh, wandering around. So no, my my, uh, my 10-year-old son was having a go on this on Sunday while I was otherwise preoccupied with things I can't talk about. Uh, And he managed to get to about day five, which is a hell of a lot further than I managed to get. I really, really think it's good. Um, I want to unlock the rest of the characters because they all have their own special abilities, so to speak. And I want to carry on unlocking... I want to unlock the second um, machine that gives you some more resources so you can build like a, a fence around your little oh, you can build den. a compound or something can't you you I can I saw yeah. somebody building like something or other you oh. can and it does take a while to do because um, you've always got to make sure you're back at the the base area so you can start your fire up so you don't get attacked when it goes dark and you can cook your food I did find out that you can actually make a bed and rather than sit there and watch him get petrified you can go to sleep and then just carry on the next morning which, <laughs> so you get to which, ignore your character while he's crapping himself yeah yeah so <laughs> i don't have to watch him because when it goes dark you see little eyes appear in the in the pitch black areas which can be a little bit unnerving because you don't know where they're coming from mm. and what they are and what they're going to do to you well, i mean it's worth so, it for free yeah, I don't know. And it's I, it's just not my kind of. I, I I don't like the art style. It puts me off straight away. I know that's really superficial, and I apologise, but it just doesn't. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It just. Ugh, I couldn't I couldn't sit and look at it for too long. That's that's one of the problems for it. But so, do you enjoy sandbox games? The only one I've really enjoyed is Prison Architect. I think. Um, I I kind of I need. I think we spent about. This, before I need to have a kind of goal apart from just survive, I need to have something like a story or a narrative to follow for most of the time. Um, yeah. 
I don't know why Prison Architect is different because that I just seem to quite enjoy playing with the systems in that. I don't I don't know why, but um, I'm not a big fan of even things like Daisy um, or Rust or something like that. Is it's by the time I've it's a bit different, I suppose. If it does, you know, the idea for that kind of game is get get your stuff as much stuff as you can while surviving, and then you can build a little fort, and then you can amass more stuff, and it's a bit. I need a little bit more than that. I need some stories, and 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 the people who stick with these games tend to be the people that build their own narrative out of it. So, I've been watching quite a lot of Rust gameplay um, over the last week or so, and it's all about the stories where people have been going into the game and and whether they've been taking people hostage or whether they've been the encounters they have with other players. That's the narrative. It's not about, I went so I went to this forest and I got some wood and I got some stone and I got some meat and I went back and I built my house. It's about, I was nearly mugged on the way back, but I managed to escape by the skin of my teeth. And that's how I managed to come across this pickaxe, which I then put into somebody's head, you know, and it's, it's yeah. the stories around it. And, um, for that kind of thing to evolve a lot of the time you need to spend a lot of time in one game and you know me i definitely find it quite <laughs> difficult to spend a lot of time in one game um uh i think it, it might be different i mean i think one of the things we'll get onto later on is the game that must not be named and you know the possibility if there's a lot of people playing a game i tend to stick with it more because again it's that narrative it's that playing with other people it's that being able to share a social space with people um and that's maybe where if you're playing something like DayZ, like, you know, John likes playing DayZ, but I doubt very much he'd play it as much as he does if he's playing it on his own with a bunch of randoms. Um, it's community, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's you like... listen you listen to the stories he tells, and it's always about when he was getting, you know, probably shot from afar by Apsilas or something like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be the general rule of thumb. So, um I don't know. I don't know. I, I can see why people like them. Um, I just don't. I just. I'm fairly sure. It's, even, even for free, it doesn't really tempt me to want to try it. Um, I'd rather try other games. So. Yeah. Well, download it anyway. Give it a go. No. But it's free. Don't you're, care. You're, you're, you're not going to persuade me. You'll learn this after 50 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> if they'd asked me to pay 15 pound for a broken early access alpha of it, I'd probably have been in on that. <laughs> Right, well. <laughs> there we go. Um, Brilliant. Clark, you got one left for us, mate. Uh, Assassin's Creed 4. Go on, then. I'm surprisingly pleased with this game. Have you only just uh, started playing this? Uh, no, I, I started playing it a little bit just after I got my uh, PS4, but I sort of stopped playing it because I got Beyond Two Souls for Christmas off the missus. Oh, right. Um, I really like this. Not not part way in the fact that I got it for I think it was twenty seven ninety nine off the yeah, uh, PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the, the Assassin's Creed for me has always been a weird one. I actually I think I've got one and two on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, I played the first one for about six hours and got sick of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played the second one for about half an hour and got sick of it. No. Uh, I have <laughs> I have the third one on Wii U which I'm yet to play. Yeah. And uh, I foolishly went and bought the fourth one as well. Well, you say foolishly, but it sounds like you're actually enjoying it. No, no, it's, well, foolishly from the point of view that I hadn't played it and I'd discarded all previous Assassin's Creed So you, your Assassin's Creed history is a bit odd, because I think I did the first one I can understand. 
I played yeah. that for about six hours and it was just, okay, I've done this before. I like the concept. I like the idea, but it's boring as hell because I'm just doing the same stuff. And if, if, if I have to eavesdrop on another person, I swear I'm just going to go mad. Um, <laughs> but Assassin's Creed 2 kept me... I think I finished that game, which is, you know, <laughs> that's quite an achievement for a game to get me to finish it. Did you uh, play Brotherhood? No, people keep telling me Brotherhood's Aww. like the best one, and I keep meaning to pick it up. And um, you know, I'm, I'm sure it will come to PS Plus at some point. I mean, I've got Assassin's Creed Three um, through PS um, PS Plus on the PlayStation Three, but I'm not even going to touch that. I just, you know, I, I've heard too many bad things about it to even bother considering it at the moment. Um, I think two, the storyline on two was by far the best. And then they went on to Brotherhood and Revelations. Revelations was a bit wishy-washy, but still better than three. Hmm. I have completed them all. I think I spent the most time in Brotherhood. That was by far the best one. I don't know. Two for me was really... I just... I loved the setting. I liked... um... I like the fact that it was like Renaissance Italy. I like the fact it was in a big city or several cities. Um, Ezio was a bit weird. I don't. They have a way of making their protagonists complete assholes, but still relatively <laughs> likable. Um, you know, I mean, Altair was a bit of a. He was a bit too straight, and you know, yeah. just a bit. You know, whatever. And then Ezio was. He was an asshole. He was a bit of a playboy. A bit of a. You know, he was he, he was kind of based off Romeo, I suppose, if you like, from Romeo and Juliet. He's a bit of a player, a bit of a... But, you know, he's supposed to have a heart. And it was like, yeah, whatever. Um, and I can't remember the guy's name in, in Assassin's Creed 4, but he's a bit of a knob and all. Um, <laughs> but still more likable to play than, you know, um, a lot of other characters. In, in, what, was the, what was the guy's name who was uh, actually in real life? Desmond. Desmond, that was it. That stuff put me off a tree. It's one of the reasons why I'm not particularly bothered about Watch Dogs, because that just looks like that's what that was supposed to be. <laughs> you know, Watch Dogs looks like Desmond 2. Without spoiling too much, you do get to see Desmond's corpse being unceremoniously dragged away in Assassin's Creed 4 very early on. Ooh. Hey? What? <laughs> so without spoiling too much... You get to oh, see yeah. Desmond's yeah, corpse. Yeah, you haven't played oh, no, the third one, have you? Thanks for not spoiling it, Sparky. What are you talking about, boy? Whereabouts? When? No, just edit that part out and forget I ever said it. I want to know now, because I missed that. <laughs> well, 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 since you're never going to play anyway... Oh, uh, that's but... a three? I thought you said four. No, no, it, 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 it dies in three. Oh, that's fine. Um, but please, please fast forward 60 seconds or so if you don't want this game spoiling. Well, can you just rewind about a minute and a half and then fast forward 60 seconds yeah please. no he dies at the end of three brilliant Parky. yeah in four there's a very brief scene showing him being dragged away and brilliant. having his DNA harvested awesome where the hell's but that you were never going to play it anyway I'm playing four now yeah but you weren't going to play three no but you just a... said there's a bit where he gets driven past it's, uh, I haven't got to that bit no uh, it's a few hours in um, it, I think it's the first time you actually go back yeah, well, it's one of the few times it seems to force. Oh, see, to I've, I've kind of done what I normally do with Assassin's Creed stuff, which is start the main storyline and then just bugger off on my own and charge about being a fool. And I'm just, I'm getting really into the ship combat. I'm really, ah, that is exactly why I love this game. I mean, I'm just oh, charging around, blowing ships yeah, up. It's my, great. My my history on Assassin's Creed it tends to be that 
I get extremely frustrated with the control of the character. Oh, didn't it just when he jumps off trees at the wrong angle? Yeah, well, you, you'll run straight on into a wall and he'll jump onto the uh, jump onto the little overhang to the left of him. That really does my head in. Yeah. Uh, but no, the, the reason I'm loving this is is the ship combat in it. It is absolutely marvellous. Yeah, you kind of think if Sid Meier's Pirates had kind of done a 3D exactly and put this into it, it would have been awesome. But that's what I hated about 3. The ship combat in 3. Uh, it's, I, I believe, much, 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 much improved over... Have you not the... played 4 then, Yoda? No, I'm waiting for you to finish it. You ain't getting it off me, mate. It'll take me <laughs> ages to finish this game. You know what I'm like, you know, just... You'll have to wait for Clarky to finish it. He's got a digital copy of it. you have to put your hand in your pocket and find your own game in. Oh. <laughs> no, the, the ship combat in it is, is awesome. I've spent probably 90% of my time playing this game just going around plundering vessels, yeah, yeah. upgrading my ship. Yep. Uh, I have to say as well, the uh, the companion app on my phone for this game is actually quite good as well. I looked at this, but it had fairly bad reviews. Basically, once you get access to your ship, you can go into your cabin. Um, there's a point where it lets you access a map on your desk, and mm. you basically sign into Uplay, and Ugh. that enables the phone app. Which um, obviously, as you progress, you're you know every time you sort of defeat a ship to start with, you get the option of you know repairing your yeah. own vessel or yeah. You know, just knowing you want to level and all exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, a third option appears later on, which is basically you can add the ship to your fleet. Right, okay. And you can manage uh, your fleet through the app, can't you? Exactly, yeah. So you can send your fleet on sort of trade missions and things, which earns you money on the app, which then transfers over into the game. Okay, you know, I'm all over that then. Exactly. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it, but then I get <clears throat> sidetracked. It, it no. looks, it does look stunning as well. Yoda, I can't believe, if you've played all of them before and you've played them all through to completion, why haven't you bought this game yet? I don't know. Buy it. Buy it. And you've got a brand new 42-inch Sony Bravia Telly sitting in your lounge. Oh, I have to know this for a fact. Nice. It's going to look awesome the sea the ship combat i know everyone whinged about the ship combat in three and i, I did see several when i was at Eurogamer a couple of years ago saw people playing it and just thought oh, that don't look great but a lot of people i know who've come into assassin's creed 4 have kind of that was the bit they're really dreading and that's ended up being the bit they've really enjoyed so right. go and buy it don't be a fool i just wish the multiplayer was ship combat because that would be brilliant oh yeah but that... wouldn't that be awesome that's the only reason I'm hanging off the multiplayer. If 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 it involved ship combat, I would be all over I've that. I've got no interest in in running around like you know, charging Kenway. I think his name is, isn't it? Charging around yeah. doing multiplayer in that that world. Yeah, I, I think if I they'd have just a bit of a trick there, that would have been brilliant. If they'd done naval warfare, is is the kind of that would be awesome. I'd take you roughly from behind and just shag you up the side. It'd be brilliant. I'd be there throwing me balls at you. I'm there, not on the shore. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Moving no, on. <laughs> it, 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 uh, another point as well. The game just looks stunning. It is pretty, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I we, I played it Eurogamer last year and came away with it a little bit, kind of. And it was, it was being played on a PS4 then, and there were real problems with it. I, I remember there was a bit where. It started with you on the ship, and oh, I remember you mentioning this. Yeah, because yeah, I saw I saw a, a guy in the water, a shipwrecked sailor, and what I didn't know, because obviously you get no instruction at these demos, was that you're just basically supposed to dr- drive your boat, <laughs> sail your ship past 
the, the, the ship wreck. Unless you go past, you, you press a button or, and it automatically picks up. You have to do anything. I saw it. I didn't know this. So I let go of the wheel, jumped off the boat, swam up to this guy <laughs> who completely ignores me because that's not, you know, what I'm supposed to do. Um, swam back to the boat and the clipping between the sea and the boat was awful. It was just these big white gaps of nothing. Um, it was... It was just really bad, really, really nasty. Um, and I've seen none of that in this game at all. Absolutely none. Nope. So Obviously, they fixed everything that was wrong with it. Oh, can see. you buy an estate like you could in Brotherhood? Your um, boat's kind of your estate. Yeah. You can upgrade... Have you played of... Have you played Sid Meier's Pirates, Yoda? I haven't. No. Well, then you're what? a fool. You need to. Get it on that... iOS or something, because it's great. Oh, no, get it on Vita. Oh, yeah, you can get it on Vita. You can get it uh, under the PSP games. Can you use the Vita for the companion app? Um, no, I don't know. Don't, hmm. don't know. Um, we we could Google it, but uh, no. no one, one thing I like in the battles as well is, uh, and I know a few other guys mentioned this on uh, on Twitter, it's, it, it's just how intense it gets when uh, you're up against three or four ships and the smoke effects just completely blind you. Yeah, I always get it a bit wrong because I start going one-on-one with a ship and then I accidentally hit another ship because I get them confused because I, I forget to mark my target ship half the time. Uh, and then in the heat of battle when it's all going off, um, I see a ship, fire at it, realise it's another ship and they join the fray and it's just like three on me. And it's like, okay, this is not the kind of foursome I wanted. No, but... well, th- th- this sounds like the problem of a man with a small ram. Now leave it out. I've upgraded <laughs> me ram. It's massive now. I can't <laughs> believe that you don't spot anything up. That is all you shout when we play Battlefield. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on to more interesting things like me. Welcome back. Uh, sorry about that. Slight technical flaw. Um, I think Clarky touched something and everything went down. The usual thing. Oh, it's always me touching something, isn't and it? And it going down, yes. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I was about to start uh, talking about what I've been playing, so might as well carry on from there. FIFA 14. And I'm um, going to go and get a drink again. Yeah, I thought you might. Um, got this for the PS4 because of constant nagging from people because they obviously recognise that I'm a special talent. And uh, emphasis on special, yeah, exactly. Uh, actually, I'm really impressed by it, um, really enjoying it. Um, I still can't play it for Toffee, I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. Um, but the, yeah, well, you know, what can I say? Like I said, I'm a special talent. <laughs> the uh, the game mode that seems to be really good is, is the this, this pro clubs thing that we're, we're doing, which to those uninitiated is where you kind of join a clan whereas all your mates can join into a team and then you can all play on the same team in respective positions and go online and play against other people so instead of it being one on one it can be like 5v5 or 5v3 or, or whatever um seems to work quite well yeah you might as well talk about this a little bit because you've got more in-depth knowledge on it than i have um well, we started the, the pro club, the MGP pro club, which I think we've got about 10 members. Yeah, probably, maybe a little. And 
it's really enjoyable. I think we're in Division 7. I think we won another trophy at the week. We won two trophies this weekend. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we've been promoted twice. Mm-hmm. Vimes, we found out Vimes, he can score. That's about all he can do. Passing Oi, it's all my through balls that are making, making us the top of the league. Should we not talk about all my crosses and corners? So how many, uh, how many of these ten members have you scored against Vimesy? <laughs> oh dear God! <sighs> so, and I think pro clubs is the most popular mode because it's the one where you and your mates can play. Mm. You can you can have eleven people playing. Because there's eleven aside, Clarky. Hey, hey. Yeah. And as long as I'm not in goal ever again. <laughs> That was quite amusing, to be fair. <laughs> the yeah, first thing you again. did was come charging towards somebody out of your area, and then they just chipped it over you, and it's just like, yep. Yoda, why? Well, they've changed as Battlefield Three to Battlefield Four helicopter controls. They've changed the FIFA 14 to FIFA 13 keeping controls. Bad player always blames his tools. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's been good. It's been good fun. I, to be honest, I haven't played any. Um, any any other mode, any offline mode at all. The only one I've played a little bit of is that um, the skills building thing, where you can do oh. those little mini games, so like pass the ball into nets and all that kind of thing. And that's that's more because I need to learn the basics the than anything else. Yeah, how to kick a ball from one player to would be useful. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, so if anybody else has uh, got a PS4 and, and is worried about you know, I, I, things for me is I want to learn. I want to play a football game. I've always liked football games. I just can't play them. And this is a quite a nice way of doing it because if you do get on with some nice people, um, Petro, thank you very much, sir. Um, he took me under his his wing and uh, showed four me four fingers. Don't start with him in his four fingers. I don't know what he's talking about when he keeps bringing that up. Um, <laughs> I do. But he. <laughs> You know, we we played. Um, oh God, it's going to get worse now. We played some one on one, and he talked to me. <laughs> no, look, I'm really trying. Look, stop now, okay? We're a professional. I know we're not an amateur, but we're trying to be professional outfit here, producing a good podcast to a worldwide audience of maybe four people. Um, I would, you know, I'd, I'd rather not get banned. It's, it's ironic how a man's game can be so full of gay innuendo. Though. <sighs> Dear. Carry on. So he, he took me under his wing and showed me the ropes, as it were, um, how to do things, how to pass balls, how to cut inside and all this sort of stuff. And I probably forgot all of it as soon as I got into an online game um, and just resort to kicking the ball. Um, and it's, it's lucky that I know how to kick a through ball because that's pretty much all I do. And then run around like a headless chicken in the middle of midfield. Not really sure. I do. But anyway, I'm liking it. It's good fun. Um and like most games, it's always better when you've got your mates around. So that, that works out really well. I believe even John's got this now. Yeah, John double dipped on FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> He's got it on the on the uh, was it the Xbox One and the PS4 now. Yeah. Um, why he just didn't take back the Xbox version and replace it with the PS4, I'm not quite sure. I'm sure he has his reasons though. No, yeah, probably because he'll be selling it in ten days' time. Oh dear, probably. Probably. Um, so that was that. Um, uh, no more real PS4 gaming from me. Um, listeners will be pleased to hear about the usual Battlefield stuff and whatever. Still got its problems on Battlefield, but I'm not going to go into it. There's plenty of other podcasts moaning about Battlefield at the moment. 
Um, what I did play was uh, some nice person out there gifted me a game of Starbound. Um, I'm not going to name who they were, but thank you very much, sir. Much, much, much appreciated. So I've been playing a little bit of this. Um, again, for those who don't know, Starbound is... It's a bit like a cross between Minefield and Terraria. Um, 2D side-scrolling... Um, survival type craft map I guess you start as a a character I think you can pick one of six races you are on your spaceship it runs out of fuel above a planet you can then beam down to the planet you can mine its resources in order to get fuel to move on to the next planet or you can build a base on that planet or you know you can choose what you want to do there are several different types of planets several different biomes um, and when you get onto the planet it's all kind of that rather nice sort of pixel art style that we've come to know Can and I love. Can I just... You, you said earlier you didn't like sandbox games. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember also when I said that <laughs> I can be swayed <laughs> yeah. fairly easily? Um, this, is, this is something that I don't know why. Um, I never got on with Terraria particularly. I didn't... Minecraft I played for quite a while, but Again, like you said with sandbox, I tend to lose my way with it slightly. This is a little bit more... It's got a little bit more structure to it. So, for example, I've been down onto this planet. Um, there are lots of little wee beasties that I have to kind of... You can you can ignore them or you can hunt them for meat and cook them over the fire. You can go mining for resources to build whatever it is in a very, very Minecraft fashion. So, you know, you, you dig for ore and then you can make that ore into iron bars if you can build a smelter and all this kind of thing you can chop down trees to get wood etc but then i ran into a a penal colony is probably the best way so i think we might be in a high high security lab where there are other people on this planet that um uh, basically attacked me as soon as they saw me they said don't come any further so i went why and then they shot me um and <laughs> so it was it was just quite interesting exploring that and trying to work my way around and it's got quite a nice, simple combat mechanic to it. It is very golden axe is the word, but it is literally bounce about and swing your sword and, you know, you can get a bow and arrow made up and shoot people like that. It's good fun so far. I haven't played enough of it yet. And I think I've got, because uh, it's still in, I think, early access or beta or alpha or whatever, one of those things, which is not released yet. Um, so there was another wipe um, just after I played it, so I lost my character. But that wasn't too bad a thing because it's... it's uh, I'm I'm looking forward to playing this when it comes out on Vita. I think you'll probably quite like it. Vita is again for games like this. I do think that the Vita is probably the platform it needs to get onto because I don't know what it's it's one of those games where I don't really want to be sitting in front of a screen playing it. Well, it is coming out on Vita later for three hours non-stop. Yeah, I think it is. Um, you'll probably know more than me with your Vita loving, but <laughs> it's it's certainly enjoyable, certainly good fun, uh, and uh, you know. I think I'm looking at getting my, another PC for the lounge as well, so it'd be good for kind of lounge game. It's got that kind of nice homely feel to it. It's, a, it's a, quite a nice little game like that. So played that, and then um, a game that I'd been meaning to play for a long time. Uh, I picked it up in a Steam sale. I don't even know when I picked it up in a Steam sale, uh, which is Deadlight. Um, what do you think of this? Deadlight again. It seems to be it's a uh, it's another two D side scrolling Last of Us, isn't it? Really? Um, yeah. I really like it. 
I really, really like it. It is like a, it is a 2D Last of Us. It's a, you know, you play a grizzled man with a beard in a trench coat. Um, it's very, you know, you can, you can jump through effectively, you know, it's a 2D side scrolling platformer, but it does, it makes very, very, the art style is amazing. It's really good. Very evocative um the the sense of depth you get the zombies that you can kind of see in the background and things like this and it plays a little bit like um i don't really know what it plays a bit bit like uh, shadow complex or but the the sprites are bigger it just the problem with this game is the story is a bit meh you know you Mm. he's been separated from his family he has to go and find i haven't finished it yet if for, for those who are in the know um i've kind of i've just left the rat I found the rat's son and I've just crossed the park. That's basically where I'm up to. So, um, and the problem with this game is it looks amazing. I really like it and I like the where it is and how it's set. But the game mechanics could do with some work, shall we say. There are some really frustrating bits where it either doesn't signpost you enough so you know where you're going. So yes. this this is this is like um, any of these games where there'll be like secrets. So you could, and there's a bit at the end of at the end of the rat's labyrinth. Um, you, you kind of you've got to tr- you're coming up from the depth. So you're you're going from the bottom of the screen to the top of the screen, and you, and you end up and there's like a path off to your left, and then there's a path off to your right, and for ages I was stuck going left because I thought that was the way I had to go because it just the way it was designed made me think they wouldn't have put all this effort just to get to one stupid newspaper cutting um, when the way out was obvious and easy and it was just like I just got a bit like uh what why um, so I was I had to actually go on YouTube to make sure oh it does want me to go the other way um, and then there are some bits where just the actual mechanics of the movement don't seem to work very well they're not as smooth as they could be so there's a there's a bit where um you're running through well you're running along the rooftops and it looks amazing and you're being chased by a helicopter with like a side gunner um shooting at you and you've you've got to keep ahead of the bullets type thing and number of times there's a bit where you you go into a a kind of an office block a three or four story office block and you you start on the route and you have to kind of work your way down through this and there are zombies in there that you have to kind of beat off with axes in the head and, and sprint past them. and the number of times i died getting through the office block just because one of the animations got stuck or i couldn't you know i was a millimeter off pressing it so for example if i want to jump onto a ledge if let's say there's a, a kind of something hanging from the ceiling that I could climb on. I have to be almost pixel perfect underneath it yes. for me to jump up and grab it. I that can't be two pixels rat, to the but... left or three pixels to the right. And the number of times you've got to do that quite quickly because a zombie's about to grab you, it can take you four or five attempts, even more, just to jump up on top of something before the zombie nails you. But I will play this through. I'm, I'm really... I, apart from the some shoddy mechanics moments i'm really enjoying the game i presume you've you've have you played it through to completion clarky um nearly it's one of those games that i thoroughly enjoyed and just never bothered finishing <laughs> mm. so you enjoyed it as well though, yeah uh, i did but 
it sort of distracts for the uh, points that you've just brought up as well. Uh, I, I hate the jumping thing. Yeah. You either completely miss it or fall short of it. And having to do it four or five times kind of robs a bit of the atmosphere from the game, really. Yeah, and there's a, there's a few bits with the signposting as well. Like when you go into the rat's labyrinth, there's there's some bits that... There's a bit where there's a slope going down to your left where there's some spikes. Yeah. And there's a box suspended above you. It's obvious that you have to push this box down the slope so it smooths out the spikes. And... You do that, and then you get to the next bit, and you slide. And there are more spikes. You're like, well, there's no box. How do I get past this bit? There's no box. What am I supposed to push on? And you're just supposed to jump over it. And it's like, well, if I'm just supposed to jump over that bit, why give me a box for the first bit? I could have jumped over the first bit. <laughs> so it's, 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 there are some inconsistencies. But if you see it in a Steam sale and it's around to fiver, pick it up because I do think it's worth it. I love the style of it. There's lots of different kind of collectible so you can pick up parts of his diary which are quite disturbing and some of them are just a bit kind of like okay you're a bit odd mate um but i haven't got all the way through the story yet so i don't know i don't really want to spoil it or anything like that but um oh, yeah definitely worth a go um trailer looks very pretty it is it's, it's a it's stunningly a stunning looking game i think i mean it is really is the last of us 2d without ellie but um yeah, and then I might have spent the whole weekend playing the game that must not be named, um, which I won't name because we can't <laughs> name it. But um, brilliant! It, we, throughout, well, te- technically, wouldn't be Kevin, uh, Kevin, uh, Steve that take the fall if we do. It's possible, but I'm still not going to name. <laughs> it. So the game that must not be named. Um, but I'm sure there might be a dubious link to that later on, so uh, we should move on. So um, I think that's about it, unless anyone else wants to add anything about the games we played. No, no, no good. No, cool. Um, releases: Assassin's Creed Liberation HD on the PC comes out Wednesday, I believe, the fifteenth. Uh, uh, I had that on Vita. Is it any? <laughs> is it worth picking up? I played it for about two hours and got rid of it. Not worth picking up then. It, it well on the on the Vita the it wasn't well optimized for it. Shall we say it got very slow and stuttery in places, which for an Assassin's Creed game is very bad. Well, I was I was quite interested in it. I mean, I was almost at the point where before I had my Vita, I was looking at getting the the Liberation Vita bundle, um, and I am tempted to get it on. If it ever came to like PS Plus or something like that, or PS3 for you know, or four for not much money, but I think I should just finish Assassin's Creed Four first. Yeah, that might be an idea. And then we have something Yoda's going to tell us about, which is Nidhog, which came out today apparently. Nidhog is a two-player. Don't, don't two just read player, it. <laughs> <laughs> is a two-player dueling game. Keep going. And that's. Well, do you want me to read off wiki then? Yeah, that's well, mate, because I haven't got a clue what this is. Um, Two-player dueling game, side-scrolling environment where players can run, jump, slide and throw their swords. It's won IndieCade's 2013 Game Design Award. And it was available. It's available today via Steam. That's about it. For about, what, tenner, something like that? I'm not sure. Okay. 
Does anyone care? Hmm. Don't know. It looks a bit odd, but you know, hey. Nine pound fifty nine. Oh, forget it. That's expensive, man, for a PC game. <laughs> That's cool. I don't know. I know nothing about it, but if anyone who knows what this game is and wants to talk about it, give me a shout. Um, and then something I have heard of, which is the Banner Saga, which is out on the 14th. Um, Clark, you probably like this. Was it something to do with the Incredible Hulk? No, but you kind of yeah, wish it was, didn't yeah. you? It's Vikings, isn't it? It's it's like a it's an adventure game, but with um, what you well, it's, turn-based, it's a turn-based adventure type game it's a very beautiful lovely art style um, I think it's part of the old Bioware lot isn't it so oh, yeah. if you're after part. story um, it will be awesome and it is a turn I think it's I'm sure it's like a turn-based RPG strategy type thing um, so I'm, yeah Clark you'll probably like that Not you've got a birthday pounds. coming up <laughs> Yeah, work. we could have all clubbed in, put like a couple of quid in, everyone off the forum, bought them that. Anyway. Your time between now and, now and July. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's about it for releases. Any more than anyone can think of? No. That's no? Good. All right. On to Vimesy's question of the week then. And the boy, is it a good one. Um, this is absolutely no relation to the game that must not be named. I cannot stress enough. This is absolutely nothing to do with the game that must not be named that was in beta over the weekend that um, we can't name. So... I did post a question up on Twitter today. Uh, can MMOs maintain a subscription-based model anymore? Or are MMOs like Final Fantasy XIV and Elder Scrolls Online inevitably going to end up going free to play? Gentlemen, your thoughts, um, please. On PC, yes. Uh, I don't think it'll work as well on consoles. I uh, don't think they can keep it on PCs. I think there's so many free-to-plays now that... You've got Marvel Heroes. That came out straight away as free-to-play. I know it came out with all the bugs. Um, but that sort of flopped, really. You don't really hear much about that anymore. Well, you hear, you hear a lot about um, games that were subscription-based and moved across and have now joined free-to-play. So, for example, I don't know, Lord of the Rings Online, for example. Um, what else? Is that Star because... Wars, Star Trek. Or, I mean, I did, I did a quick before this is why i was late for recording i went on very quickly to a certain website to have a look at Ooh, research yeah i did research i know um what's available and this is this is you know i i just looked at show me free to play mmos and i'm not kidding there must have been 200 now a lot of them were dragons orc and dragons of prince and <laughs> dragons of this and you know all you know exactly what they could just a grind fest type japanese koreans type things but yeah um there were like 200 of these things i'm not even kidding um so I, I just ran down a list of ones i'd kind of heard of and straight off the bat you've got um lord of the rings online age of conan which is a cracking game age of empires aeon dc universe online dust 514 slightly different but okay planet side again um, EverQuest 2, Neverwinter, Rift, RuneScape, Rise on Star Trek Online, Star Wars, The Old Republic, Terra, and Ultima. And that's just like free-to-play or hybrids of something like that. Um, the hybrid games, things like Guild Wars 2, where you pay up front for the, the game and then pay nothing after that. And then I'm sure there are more, but subwise, the ones that spring to mind that are out, EVE, 
World of yep. Warcraft, Final Fantasy fourteen, A Realm Reborn. Yeah. So it seems obvious that the swing is towards free to play, but then you've got the two kind of two relatively large MMOs due to come out in the next six months with Wildstar and um, Elder Scrolls Online, both opting to go for a subscription. I just think that's a bit weird. Well, I kind of understand it in a way because I, I know I don't account for 95% of PC gamers, but I don't care how good a game is. I'm not going to play it for constantly for years. You're probably looking at a couple of months, a few months subscriptions paid and that's my lot with it. I'll probably just give it up until a group of people say, yeah, we're going back on this game and I'll probably pay for another month of it, which I think is why the subscription model kind of works. The ones the ones for subscription model, I mean, um, I had a few people come back on Twitter, had Craig um, Huddy come back and said, you know, EVE Online is still going strong. Um, but it would because it's kind of, it's still niche. It's niche enough to, you know, hold an audience. Um, and it has that, that kind of kudos of being Eve. You know, everybody knows Eve. If you're going to pay £15 for a game, you aren't going to get an experience like Eve anywhere else that I know of. You know, it is, it is kind of one of a kind. Wow. Yeah. The only reason why Wow hasn't gone free to play, it has gone kind of free to play because you can play up to level 20, can't you, as um, free to play. But that's just more like a demo, if you ask me. Um, because it was not first out the gate, but the re- it's, it's the real big hitter, isn't it? It's the one that still has seven and a half, seven million users, whatever, every month. So it can kind of afford to do it. Um, but some of the other tweets we had through, um, John McCaffrey saying the sale of vanity items, a la TF2, and also things like Guild Wars, that's where they make their money. Um but that seems like a good model to monetize free to play, which is fine. But we then had other people come through. So things like World of Tanks is, um, you know, it's it's kind of like an MMO, but that is the, the typical kind of you actually pay to win. You can spend money in World of Tanks to win games as such. I'm not a World of Tanks aficionado, but, you know, that seems a bit somebody might want to come and argue that. So you have to have some skill to do it. But it's still, you, you know, you're paying money to give yourself a boost. Um Pseudo Rossi, um, for most MMOs, free play is likely to be more profitable. You, you lose the casual players earlier, but you get more money from the hardcore. Maybe. Um, Beastie, somebody called Beastie. <laughs> Never heard of him. No, what, what, is this a Beastie on a Tweety? Bizarre. Beastie, who is swanning it in Paris as we speak. Couldn't be on the show tonight because of international obligations, don't you know? So he's ooh-la-laring it up over there. Uh... Beastie was basically putting the point across that um, even WoW will eventually go free-to-play. There is a higher chance of free-to-play for bigger licenses like Star Wars The Old Republic. Um, I put out, well, how come the licenses? Because if you put in, you know, you put a big license to it like Star Wars or something like that, surely you should have attracted a bigger crowd. Beastie slammed me into my place and said no, because they budget for larger numbers. So they get non-MMO gamers, less dedicated MMO gamers. Um, so yeah, put me in my place, Beastie. Why don't you? <laughs> uh, arthritis, Martin Hindley. He put down that um, he prefers subscription, but he doesn't mind the free-to-play system as long as it doesn't buy advantage over other players. Uh, what he means is using microtransactions to gain better equipment and weapons over other players. And this is where he mentioned World of Tanks. 
he thinks MMOs can maintain the subscription-based models. Elder Scrolls has opted for subscription over FTP. Um, our very own Google One. I'd pay a year's subscription to WoW if it was sub £20 for the year, but the expense is too high for the amount I can play it. This is my point with consoles. I mean, with the exception of Final Fantasy XIV, there aren't really any MMOs out on consoles, are there? Well, you say DC that. Universe. I was going to say, well, they've the, gone very much down that free to play. I mean, but these are all take... recent additions, aren't they? It's not. You don't think console at the moment immediately think MMO games, no, do you? No, but that's because no. of the control mech and the way MMOs have been spec. Wouldn't it be much better from if you're wanting to draw in console gamers into MMO games, would it not be better to try something along the lines of you pay for your game, uh, we're going to charge you the equivalent of a season pass for a year's membership. Oh, yeah, and you can eventually bash it in the game as well. I mean, I, I would possibly think that's the best model. But you've got DC Universe Online, which has gone down the free-to-play buy vanity items. You've got Yoda's Baby, which is Warframe, which Warframe. is effectively uh, an MMO. Um, yeah. And that... that you know, you can pay for boosts and vanity items and all sorts of the different upgrades to your kit, can't you, Yoda? Yeah, yeah, you can buy pretty much anything. You can earn it, it just takes a lot Bloody longer. Hours. It does, it takes forever. Um, but you've also got GTA. Yeah. Because you've got the whole you can earn the money. Um, but they still putting in they still put in the microtransactions for people who didn't want to wait. And wanted to be a lot higher up, but mm. they countered that with the the level capping. Mm. So you could only buy certain things if you had earned the right to use it. You could get as much money as you want. Yeah. But that wouldn't enable you to go out and get a minigun straight away. See, I think I think Arlie, who's off our forum, she has a good point. She says I prefer subs than free to play, which is more often than not is pay to win. Uh, player base seems to be more stable and people commit to the game and and i have to kind of agree with her on this one because um if you're playing you know the people who are still hanging around in games like world of warcraft um which is i think arlie's game of choice um and you know if i pop onto you know i still have people who are playing lord of the rings online if i hop onto league of the rings online there are always people playing that that i, I used to play with ages ago um who are still there and they're still you know that's gone free to play but they a lot of them had lifetime memberships or they're still paying for premium content because of the things they get out of that. They get rewards for still enjoying that game and their rewards, the housing or they get perks. So they get in-game currency to spend on, you know, vanity items or cosmetics or your outfits or mounts or things like this. But these things don't interfere with the game at all. The most likely thing you'll get, you know, that might be classed as cheating for someone. It's like an XP boost or something like that. But it does seem to me that people at the MMO world seems to be stuck in this. They're not quite sure where we're going to go. And people are toying with, you know, how how best to get our money. Do they go down fully free to play with lots of vanity items or do they go down fully free to play with the pay to win method? Do they go down the, the standard, what was the industry standard is subscription based? Or do they go for a hybrid like something like Guild Wars where you buy the game up front? And then, you know, there's no re- recurring subscription, but you get to, you know, pay out for vanity in, in, there's a, in the in-game store as well. Um, I just I just found it really odd that something like Elder Scrolls and Wildstar are both talking about maintaining this subscription-based model. 
Um, Isn't Elder Scrolls coming to console as well? It is. It's coming to it's coming to um, PC uh, April fourth, and it's coming to PS4 and Xbox One in June. Yeah, if you think about the way you know console gamers differ from PC gamers, isn't it going to be a case of yeah, Elder Scrolls Online's out, let's pay fifteen pounds or whatever a month to play it, and then you've got things like Destiny coming out after that. Is that subscription based as well? Because is this not just going to start flooding the console market with games that traditionally console gamers aren't used to playing or aware of? Well, I don't think Destiny to my knowledge, isn't coming with any kind of subscription plan. They might do okay. like a season pass or something like that as far as, um, you know, extra content or more maps or something like that. I don't know. But my understanding is it's a game. And it's, you know, it's like a Halo game. It's it's not got any recurring subscription or anything like that to it because they're going to be making a trilogy of them. So um, I think it's a trilogy. So oh, I thought it was just going to be kind of, persistent off the first game and they have this big 10 year plan laid out I don't know I don't know and I think that's part of the thing with Destiny no one's really quite sure on you know how it how it works but um, I was quite surprised when um, Final Fantasy 14 A Realm Reborn came out and that's that's on the consoles as well Um, but they're they're charging 15 quid a month um, and seemingly doing all right. I mean, that's quite a big license in the games world, and there, you know, a lot of Final Fantasy nutters out there. We may well want to pay for that, but I'd, I'd be interested to see figures on how that's doing. You know, as far as drop off or whatever. I know they had a free-to-play weekend um, just gone. Um, on certainly on the PC, I don't know if I doubt they'd have done it on the console. I don't know, but um, I, I just. It's interesting that a lot of play people are going to like so you had Star Trek Online, Star Wars, The Old Republic, you had Age of Conan, Lord of the Rings Online. All these are big licenses. But it, it makes sense for them to go down the free to play route because well, as, it... as, as new stuff comes out, they'll if, if they carry on with a subscription base, surely they'll just get left by the wayside because people are going to think, well, I'm not spending my fifteen quid a month on well, that. Yeah, yeah. that must yeah. that must be that must be the reason why. But then I'm, I'm just surprised that people who are bringing out new titles aren't going straight to free to play from the get go. Don't know. They, I don't they, think there is they, an answer. Yeah, well they, they like you said these are new titles and a lot of them are new IPs as well which are untested in the marketplace. Well the only one you know Wildstar's a new IP but it's got quite a big um uh, big kind of hype behind it. Um Elder Scrolls has a massive fan base as you know as we all know. Um uh, and it might trade on its way a little bit. I don't know. I, I don't know whether they're thinking quite. Let's let's milk them for as much as we can for the first six months, then transition over to free to play. Then <laughs> get for as much as we can. Don't know. Just a, an interesting mm. little thought. So that was my question of the week. But I do have another question, which is: Has anybody worked out what the fuck a steam box is yet? Oh, don't. Well, I was reading um, Steam's blog. They've got little thing on the website about what a steam box is this sounds very much like research it does <laughs> which is like two of us researching in one show <laughs> and, two and, and basically i read it and it's just it seems pointless the the frequently asked questions were can i install the steam os to my pc yes what can can i take a steam box and uninstall the Steam OS and put Windows on it. Yes. 
Do I need oh. do do I need a <laughs> new rig? No. It just seems absolutely ridiculous. It, 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 I, I, I know I mentioned this on the forum. I can't find any justifiable way of wanting one of these. No. I mean, it, it, no. if if you look at this is a point I raised as well. If you look at every household, sort of will inevitably have a PC at some point. Why would I then buy a separate box that does exactly the same thing as my PC does? And I, I know the mention was made, well, you don't have to go through problems with other programs, but if you then spend your £1,000 or whatever on a Steam box instead and then think, well, the kids can't do the homework on this, so I'm just going to have to bang a couple and, of and windows on yeah. is The Linux library is down to 200 games. Yeah, <laughs> It does say what games will be available during the beta test. The nearly 3,000 games on Steam, hundreds are already running on the Steam OS. Yeah, it's 230, I think the figure is. It's around. I I, I just think they're setting themselves up for a fall with this. I mean... I don't know. Valve are normally quite savvy, but this is just weird. Well, yeah, because I mean... even if they come out with, I mean, it's not like they can even come out with exclusives for it. It's sort of only on Steam box. Don't know if, if, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, I was gonna say. Unless they, they could, all, they could, three. Well, yeah, but they could do that, and they could say it's coming out on Linux only. But then all we do is we petition our drive, set up our Steam OS on another thing, play that game, and then come straight back to Windows. From, and what for? We've already got Steam. From a technical yeah. standpoint as well, aren't they setting themselves up for a lot of complaints? As generally speaking, when you buy a new PC game, switch it on, and your rig won't run it. You you sort of the first thing to do is go online and check for a problem. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. you're running sort of a proprietary OS and your new game's not running, then the, I, I see the blame sort of falling in uh, I was just, falling on Valve's lap. I mean, the reason why this has come up again, I know we talked about it last week, and we're no closer working out what the hell one of these things is. Is that I've spent quite a lot of time this week listening to podcasts from reputable journalists people who get paid for this stuff and none of them seem to know what the hell this is or who it's aimed at or what the point is it's it's a pc with a valve sticker on the side of it it is and it's it's absolutely bizarre you know we're talking um you know i've looked on sites such as you know euro Eurogamer, gamespot ign i've looked at crate and crowbar i've looked at cvg you know um even though you know to just it's like the part of shame Kane and Rin, nobody seems to know what the hell this is and who it's aimed at it just seems absolutely absurd I mean one of its earliest selling points was well it's a PC that you can put on your TV but you've been yeah. able to do that for years yeah. yeah I mean I thought and this is this is the only thing that made me want it was when it was first announced I'm sure they gave the impression that it would work like Apple TV. I could stick it at a box, literally, you know, like the size of an Apple TV under my telly. It would link to my main gaming rig and allow me to stream my games from my rig to my telly um, and work so that when I booted it up, it worked like a console. It automatically go into big picture mode. I could use the the nice snazzy controller they're going to pack with it and not have to worry about anything else. But effectively it was just streaming everything and all the, all the brain power, all the work was going on on my main rig. That's what I thought it was. And I thought I want that, but that would be great because it means I could run my rig down here in my office. And then I don't have to worry about having to come down here to game. I could buy everything on PC then and I could go sit in my lounge and 
run it all off that library. Um, and they don't even do that. I, I, th- I think <laughs> this this thing is just destined to become a, a niche product. I, do, I, just, I just don't know what it is. Anyway, let's not waste our time on this. Um, who's written Game Giveaway? Me. Good. Give a, give a game away. Well, I mentioned it in the the um, the chat earlier, um, but how would you like to go about this? I think we should start to give away some humble bundles <gasps> or something along those lines. Well, it's funny you should ask this. <laughs> I just happen to have from our old friend Denby a beautiful game called Power Up for the PC. Okay. This is uh, a Kickstarter that he backs that he no longer wants. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not fair. That's not fair. Um, so basically, this is a game called Power Up. Um, and it, I have no idea what this is. I don't know what it is. It's a mystery. It's a mystery prize that you could win. And all we need you to do to win this is to retweet the tweet that will get sent out from the MGP bits twitter feed to announce that the show's gone out okay so when we send out a tweet from ngp bit saying episode 79 is now live you retweet that you will go into a draw and you could win this wonderful game that no one knows anything about called power up all thanks to denby and you know thank you so much sir i was supposed to give it out about a month ago (coughs) i forgot completely uh so yes uh, you retweet it I will then DM you the winner and we will get you this beautiful game which I'm sure is just going to be it's going to be like Half-Life 3 but better so yeah there you go I've given the game away what would you want so moving on films books comics etc Clarky. what I watched The Expendables too. good man um, far, 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 far better than the original. What do you think? Yes. Oh, I'm not sure I could agree with you on this. No, I, I liked it a lot more than the original Expendables. What did you like? Um, Was it the ageless quality of the stars? A, a lot of that, yeah. I'm, I'm, it was just so enjoyable to watch. I mean, me and the missus had a real laugh watching this film. Oh, it was mean, brilliant. From, from her pointing out that... Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme ages by 40 years the moment he takes his sunglasses off. It's true. Uh, I mean, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, the end fight sequence. It was... Was that uh, the airport uh, one? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, being brought up on 80, 80s action movies, just having, you know, Stallone, Willis, Schwarzenegger and... Chuck, Bruce, and Bruce, yeah, yeah. Bronson all all in the uh, oh, Norris, rather. Oh, the, the, Norris, oh, oh, the cameo yeah. for Norris was fantastic. The introduction cameo from him. Yeah, it was brilliant. Just just having them all in the airport at the end was <laughs> nearly brought a tear to my eye. Especially, especially when they climb into the little tiny electric car and Arnie just rips, <laughs> rips the door off the hinges. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, che- cheesy fun, but a hell of a lot of fun. I mean, if you were uh, brought up on 80s action movies and you haven't seen The Expendables yet, you are missing a rare treat. I mean, it, yeah, that's just a bit. It's just brilliant. Yeah, have you seen these? Um, no. I mean, it, it's it's not you like your way to getting fired. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the the plot was borderline ridiculous. I mean, it was, there was obvious. A plot? Oh, oh, there was. I remember there was a cave in. Yeah. Well, there's a bit with the 
where the uh, the kid, the newbie, gets introduced, and the missus just looked at him and said, "He's going to die about twenty minutes." Yeah, in. that was it because he was sitting there, and they were on the plane or something. He was oh, talking so about good. how it's he was wonderful. going back to get married or something like that. Yeah, and how that was she was it. pregnant, and, then, and... That's it. He, he's talking to them in the bar and says, "You know, I'm, I'm retiring. I'm yep, just going to work to the last end of the month." You've just uh, you just put the first nail in the coffin there, by your... Yeah, as soon as he did that, it was just like you might as well have brought a photo out <laughs> with the kind of this is her, this is who it is. It was just oh, it was absolutely yeah, I, fantastic. You, you can kind of tell that they they must have enjoyed making that film. I mean, even Jet Li even made an appearance in it, and I think he he, he couldn't really be in the film because he was already contracted to do something else, but he was still in the opening scene as well. Which, yeah, I I just thought the whole thing was great. And I mean, have you seen the lineup for the Expendables three? No. But isn't that kind of dependent on how many of them are still alive? Well, it's definitely starting to film very soon. In fact, it's out this year. Well, they better yeah. hurry up then. That's what yeah, they've got. They've added uh, Mel Gibson, oh. Harrison Ford, Wesley Snaps. Oh, Wesley must be really pissed off that he's being lumped in with that lot. He isn't that old, is he? Well, he must <laughs> be, I suppose. Damn. But, uh, no, they... I wonder if Mel Gibson plays like a recovering alcoholic on the you know, downside and needs to be pulled up. And uh, I think he is the uh, he is the bad guy in the movie. Yes, that's about right. But yeah, okay. it, it, you, you've got to watch these. Order they're just extremely. They're on Netflix. Films yeah. to watch. There's no excuse, mate. Your missus will love it. I will. I'm off Friday, so I will try and watch them on Friday. Good back man. to back. Good. I don't I mean, know if you I, could handle back to back. That might be asking a bit. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was reading. I was reading after I watched it as well. I mean, Ar- Arnie's now confirmed as being in the next Terminator film as well. And oh, you, you, you take, you <laughs> he take just one, never dies. Yeah, you, you take you take one look at him now, and I was just thinking, well, what's the plot of the next Terminator film? Are they going to send another one back in time to strike at Sarah Connor in an old people's home? <laughs> it would work. It would. Dear God. No, extra, uh, fun films to watch, Yoda. Get I on. need to watch Red, actually. People keep telling me Red's supposed to be... No, 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 I didn't like Red. Oh, See, did you I know? enjoyed Red. Right, you two fight. Should I watch it or not? No. I think you should. There you go. Brilliant. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you you watch Expendables and Vamsi will watch Red. Hmm. I'll do that. It's got Helen Mirren in it. It has. Good old oh. Fox. And I think Red 2. I need to watch Red 2 as well. Yep. Okay. Um, good choice there, Clarky Yoda. Well, I watched Grown Ups 2. Dear God. Yeah. It's a pity John's not here. It's probably right up his alley. Well, with the opening scene being a moose in the bedroom, a moose or a deer in the bedroom, getting scared by Adam Sandler, then pissing all over him. Oh, God. Oh. It oh, all oh, went downhill. I'm not quite sure whether you've enjoyed this, this film or not. Is this an Adam Sandler film? Yep. It is. He starts as some down and out person who ends up making it big. No. He's <laughs> oh, come famous. on. Come on. No, that was Grown Ups 1. Oh, fair enough. I knew it would have been. <laughs> <laughs> Does he lose it all again and then get it back? No. <laughs> he gets pissed on by a moose twice. Twice? <laughs> No, sorry, he gets once his son in the shower gets pissed on by a moose. I'm sorry, but there's only one moose joke I'm going to remember. <laughs> Is it in Red Dwarf, boy? <laughs> it was indeed. <laughs> Don't start me off on that one. That was brilliant. <laughs> Is it a moose? I'm going to have to go and watch that again. I just got that on. Anyway. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> oh, anybody who has, who's listening to this and hasn't got a clue what we're talking about, you really need to go and watch Red Dwarf episode one of season 10. Um, yeah, don't. It's a meme. Um, so can we move on from Grown Ups 2 really quickly? Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's not watch John that. will probably uh, want to pull you up on that next week and tell him how it was his favourite film ever and how he really loved it. And you're missing the artistic integrity of Adam Sandler or something like that. But um, I've, I really enjoy Adam Sandler films. You are really that, close to being fine. But that is just... It was ridiculous. There was a mass brawl at the end. I think Between even... Moose? Uh, was there a moose in no. there? Yes, there was. <laughs> just... It's a moose. <laughs> Stop it. And the other film that I watched was Star Trek Into Darkness. Okay, what, talk what to me about this. this. Now, I've never been a massive Star Trek fan. I don't know. Looking at your picture on Skype, it does look rather Vulcan. Thanks. Um, I really enjoyed this. Or Wharfy. <laughs> Wharf Borg. Wharf Vulcan Wharf. Yeah. <laughs> Get on with I it, really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, all right. Um, it had the lead actor out of Sherlock in it. Mm-hmm. I can't, can't remember. Benedict Cumberbatch. That'd be the one. Him, him who's in every movie at the moment. Uh, you can't knock him. He is. Do you know he played the dragon in uh, The Hobbit? And he also oh. played the necromancer as did well. Did you know that, did you? Yeah, did you oh. know that? I did. <laughs> yeah. Yoda, come it, on, pick it up. It was uh, really good. Visually, <laughs> but stunning. Okay. And it brought brought me into wanting to watch the next one. Have you um, watched the first one? I have, when first it first one. came out. Yeah, first one's great. I've heard I this think... one is not trekky at all and it's... it's not that's why i think i liked it so much ah okay it has a lot of trek lore in it though if you're into that sort of thing yeah, could do that. i mean i'm not a trekkie but i quite happily watch star trek so um I, I would give it a watch it's really visually stunning mm-hmm. and there's not much more i can say without spoiling plot holes in no, it no don't worry about that that's fine i'll i will give it Give it a whirl. It's one of those ones I keep meaning to. I think I might even have it somewhere. It's bound to be on Netflix at some point soon, I'm sure. Yeah, I, it's I, on Sky at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoy the new Star Trek films, but unfortunately the internet kind of spoils it every time I watch it. Every every time the Enterprise is badly damaged and they're, they're looking for power and things, I'm just thinking, turn the bloody lens flare generators off. <laughs> if you tried reversing the polarity of the Tetra machine. <laughs> Oh, mind. Okay. It's, it's, I don't know. I mean, the first one I really enjoyed. I thought it was, it was really good, very flashy. Um, but I, I kind of liked what they did with it. Um, but I have heard this one This one takes it a little bit too far towards action and not enough, you know, Trek shouldn't really be about action as that much. But uh-huh. It is 90% action. Okay, I'll give it a watch and just pretend it's not a Star Trek film. Yeah, you, you could quite easily do that. Yeah, yeah you could. Okay, yeah. well, the only thing I've been watching or watched, well, no, I'm sure I'm sure I've been doing something else, but the only thing I can remember watching is, um, did you watch that Jeremy Clarkson documentary on PQ17? No. Oh, what was this about? This been, is the one about the Arctic about Convoy in yeah. World War II. He's been talking about this on Twitter a lot, hasn't he? Has he? I don't know, I don't follow him on Twitter. Oh, he, he should do, he's quite funny. Is he? Um, no, so this is this is about um, 
back in World War Two when uh, Britain was effectively supplying Russia with all of its, well, everything basically, resources, uh, tanks, food, ammunition, the, the whole works. And they used to convoy up to, from kind of the back of Greenland across to uh, Russia via, you know, docking an Archangel. Um, but this particular convoy was, you know, rather large and they had thought that the Tirpitz, which was the German kind of super warship, uh, was going to ambush them from Norway. So for some bizarre reason, the Admiralty decided that rather than have a nice safe convoy where everyone's protected by warships and, you know, you have your kind of plans in place. No, let's just scatter. Um, whole convoy disbanded. All the warships were told to bugger off and come back home, and left you know thirty three odd ships completely isolated in the middle of the North Sea, um, in freezing conditions, uh, basically being gang raped by loads of German dive bombers and submarines. Um, really quite harrowing. I mean, I have to say this: Clarkson has his detractors, but he is very, very good doing this kind of documentary. You know, it's um, he has a, a kind of quite rough, eloquent way of putting things into context and explaining things to you in a way that is very easy to understand and, and get a grasp of. If anyone's not seen it, and you know, if you've got even the slightest interest in World War Two or that sort of thing, um, give it a look. It's bound to be on iPlayer. Um, go and check it out. It's well worth it. Um, anything else anybody wants to talk about? Games, bookie, films, comics, anything? No, I'm good. No. Oh, okay, we'll move swiftly on into the news because I had thought this was going to be a relatively short show. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> brilliant. Um, Yoda, do you want to give everybody the good news? SimCity's getting an offline mode? No! <laughs> I never saw that one coming. <laughs> this is priceless. Uh, well, that, that mode that they swore they'd never put on. Yeah, it, I mean, I think the press release was great because they did say something like, hey, guys, um, you know, you've talked, we've listened, here's what you've been doing <laughs> the last 18 months or whatever. This is about a year ago it launched, wasn't it? Do you know what I'm surprised about, though? They're actually giving it to people free. I thought they might yeah. charge them. That'd be a DLC. <laughs> Oh, I can understand it. I mean, EA have always been a company historically that listened to the fans. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they gave you China Rising, didn't they? Yeah, after, what it's was it, about broken, four, four, 45 minutes of blagging. Yeah, it's terminally <laughs> broken, anyway. Uh, bla- bla- blagging and, my, I say, dodging the fact that they were t- uh, at fault. <laughs> hmm. So yes, that's exciting for any SimCity players who are still playing it. I presume there are some out there. Um, you can turn off the internet now. Congratulations. Um, Aliens Isolation. Don't. Did you see it? Clarky, I, I oh, saw this and thought I, of you. I, I, I saw the trailer and it, it, it does look spectacular. I remember saying something similar about 12 months ago as well. About <laughs> okay, another Aliens game. Clarky? Yeah, exactly. It, I, I, I just, I just hope it doesn't go down the same route that we're being lied to again. I mean, this does look fantastic, and if it delivers you, on what I'll it shows, I put, put, put my money where my mouth. If this game is bad, I'll buy it for you. Okay, I'll refund you your money. This is the it amount looks of faith. Stunning. 
I have in this game. The amount of faith I have in this game is um, I've watched pretty much every gameplay video there is out there. Um, which for me, considering I don't do scary games, <laughs> is something. I am really tempted to get this, even though I know I will shit myself within 30 seconds. Yeah. I, 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 watching about it, I mean, I was just thinking, looking at the gameplay, that they wouldn't have been able to do this, what, 10, 15 years ago. Because... It's stunning. Well, yeah, no, everyone would have just thought, oh, there's only one alien in it. That means I can't run around shooting him. But, you know, you've had games like Amnesia come along and mm-hmm. so yeah, sure. I think the, I think the time yeah. is, is very right for it. Exactly. They just show you that these kind of games can work. And, I, I mean, it's probably is going to involve heavily scripted sequences. And I'm not sure. I mean, everything mm. I've heard, heard about, and it's not much because they've not released a huge amount, to be fair, is talking about AI and how it's programmable and, and what's going on. It's, it's, it seems to be the alien itself is its own entity, very much so. Um, but I think the reason why I've got quite a lot of faith, A, it's Creative Assembly who are doing it, who've done the Total War series and such forth. Um, and I have quite a lot of faith in that developer. They're, you know, what? more so than I do in Gearbox. Yeah, the, the idea I like around it as well is... You know, people have been saying to you for years, well, what would it be like to actually be in a movie? And if you kind of factor in things like Oculus Rift and yeah, so forth, this this could be the sort of thing that sort of bridges that gap. Sorry about that. It seems that aliens came down and ate our Skype Skype call. Uh, So never mind. Uh, Only a couple of bits of news left. Um, State of Decay developer uh, Undead Labs has signed a multi-year, multi-title agreement with Microsoft. Um, I suppose somebody has to. This was a great game, State of Decay. I really enjoyed this on the 360. It Um, was good. I nearly picked it up on PC purely to see what the kind of the modding community would do with it. Um, This game would have been brilliant if it allowed for some co-op in it or something like that but it was 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 pretty damn good as it, as it was as a standalone uh, it's kind of third person uh zombie uh apocalypse type game where you went around scavenging for equipment and stuff to build up your bases and whatever not not daisy in any way <laughs> uh far more arcadey but uh, really bloody good fun actually uh so they've been signed this 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 thing with uh with microsoft one of the things they were talking about was doing state of decay in a kind of mmoe fashion so i imagine that's what's intrigued microsoft so i'll be interested to see where they go with that little disappointed they signed to microsoft because it means that if it did come to like playstation it's kind of unlikely isn't it? it's probably going to be an exclusive so yeah that's why we have but PCs. we can all get it on pc that's right <laughs> um what else ah right double fine um, their Ooh. Kickstarter for Broken Age is coming to backers on the 14th of January, which is tomorrow, which means I get to play it tomorrow. Oh. But I don't know if I will. <laughs> what? Well, it's, they're doing kind of what Broken Sword did, which was to um, cut it into two pieces. Yeah, so you're going to be waiting the longest amount of time. Well, that's the thing. And I'm actually thinking, you know what, I might wait until they're both... Because I don't know how long it's going to... I mean, I know with Broken Sword, um, they released that just before Christmas, the first half of it. And the second half is looking like it's going to be out in a month or so's time. 
I don't really want to do the same thing with something like Double Fine, uh, sorry, with um, Broken Age, where, you know, I don't know when part two is going to be coming out. So I might just wait, see what happens with it, see if they give a release date for part two and then and go with it from there. I'm not, I'm not keen on this releasing games, especially when it's supposed to be one game in two parts. I don't understand where that's come from. I understand if they're going to do something like... Um, telltale where they're doing a period you know an episodic type content but this should be episodic content so not really sure where they're going with that but for those who are backers of it or i think you can pick it up off steam now um yeah comes out tomorrow so tuesday by the time this is out you can get your hands on it i think that's about it for news isn't it chaps i think it is there's probably yeah. bound to be lots more but that's about all we can be bothered to get to you um so that brings us to the end of it and before um skype crashes again just to remind you that they're um <laughs> is a Facebook group. Uh, I've never actually been onto it, so uh, that's my bad. Um, but you can email mgpbits at maturegamerpodcast.com with anything that you want to talk to us about. Although I don't think anybody's ever actually emailed that. Mm, actually, mm. it might be not true. I think one or two people have. We just haven't bothered replying. Uh, you can... I'm not going to put your bloody email address out there, Clarky. You can suck an egg. I didn't type that in. <laughs> <laughs> the best place to get hold of us is via Twitter. Um, the show the show feed is at MGP Bits. Um, I'm at Vimesy74. I'm at Clarky Snap. I'm at Yoder is Blind. Um, and you know, tweet us out with anything you want to. I do try and make a bit more use of the MGP Bits feed as we go along. Um, and especially, don't forget to retweet our announcement of episode 79, and we will put you in the draw for that wonderful game, um, which is called Power Up. And it sounds like a doozy. Um, so without further ado, um, that's it for this week. And we'll see you again next week. ta Bye. See ya. The end. <laughs>